Welcome to Grand County Matters. My name is John Sanderson. This show is for and about all of the people who live, work, and love Grand County. It doesn't matter what part of the county you call home, I hope to have something for everyone. This edition of Grand County Matters is brought to you by Sanderson Commercial Real Estate. The name Grand County Trusts when specialization matters. Online at sandersonre.com. Welcome back to Grand County Matters. Today, I'm joined by Jessica Alexander, environmental scientist at Denver Water. We're going to discuss the scope of Denver Water in many ways in Grand County. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Moffat Tunnel and the water pumping through the mountains. We're going to talk about a variety of projects and cooperative agreements. Jessica, welcome to the show. Hi, John. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure Absolutely. to be here. This uh, this interview has been a little bit of a long time in the making. We started talking about it months ago, it seems like. Yes, we had kind of a preview of um, what I do working for Denver Water and how um, I am lucky to be able to work with our partners on the West Slope up in Grand County. That's great. Let's talk about Denver Water first, kind of high level. Can you just describe the organization and how Denver Water is... Uh, works cooperatively with uh, Grand County? Yes, I can. So um, as many people know, Denver Water has been around for a long time. We were founded in 1918, so it puts us at 103 years old. And we, um, over that history, we have um, built a collection system of reservoirs and canals and pipelines to bring snowmelt down to the city of Denver to supply our customers with water. And so starting in the 1930s, Denver Water created a bunch of infrastructure up in Grand County to capture some of that snowmelt runoff. So we built um, diversion structures on small headwater streams up in the Fraser River watershed that collect water and divert them through the Moffat Tunnel down to the East Slope and then to our treatment plants and then out to our customers. So if you're hiking in Grand County, you've probably come across our infrastructure in the mountains if you're hiking in the Arapahoe Roosevelt National Forest. So the water, the principally runoff, right? So Northern Water handles the Three Lakes area. Mm -hmm. in the north part of the county. And so how does that collection work? Principally runoff in the stream is just collected into these tributaries and whatnot, and then funneled into a system? Yes. Yeah, so it's it's pretty interesting from an engineering standpoint. This snowmelt is collected. It's all gravity fed into these diversion structures, which are like mini dams on the streams. And we have the ability to um, close those dams or open them up. Um, and so we collect water at those tributaries and then it funnels to the Moffat Tunnel. And then it's taken um, through the Moffat Tunnel down to South Boulder Creek and then through South Boulder Creek to Gross Reservoir. 
And then from Gross Reservoir, it goes um, down to our Ralston um, Reservoir, which is our terminal reservoir before going to our treatment plant. So it's a complex series of steps and canals and pipes to get water to our tap, which is a story that we, um, you know, trying to educate and promote to our customers that it takes a lot of engineering, a lot of people, a lot of science to um, get clean, safe drinking water to your tap. And when you turn on the faucet, you have that reliable, clean water. That's really interesting. When I was in college, I used to go to Gross Reservoir all the time. We'd swim around in there. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if it's still just a plain reservoir, but uh, it was such a beautiful place. I'd never even thought about where the water came from. And here I was skiing in Winter Park every weekend in college, looking at the tunnel every single time I went and never really realized that the water just pumps through the mountains. As I recall in a history book, the, the Moffat Tunnel was, of course, made for the railroad. But during that period of time, they realized that they wanted to move water through there. So part of that construction project was also a water pipe. Right. So it was a pilot bore for the railroad tunnel. And then it was decided that um, since that uh, tunnel that was bored would not be used for the actual railroad, then the Denver Water Board purchased it. And now we convey water um, through, through that tunnel. Now, see, there's a nugget that you could use that people don't know about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so tell me, environmental scientist, Denver Water has an environmental scientist. What's the scope of your area of expertise in, in this realm? Okay. So my background's in biology, and I have a master's in ecology. And so before coming to Denver Water, I worked a lot with wildlife and environmental permitting for projects, whether they were developmental projects or they were conservation type projects. And so um, Denver Water actually has an environmental team, which I'm a part of. And um, what I do at Denver Water is I help our engineers who are um, in the task of kind of ongoing, um, you know, maintenance of our existing system. And so I help get the, um, obtain the environmental permits in order for us to do maintenance projects or new projects on our canals, our pipelines, and our dams. And so um, I work with regulatory agencies like the Corps of Engineers or the Forest Service to obtain permits so that we can do those maintenance projects or new projects. So, um, you know, often I'm, um, you know, participating in projects on the West Slope in our collection system. Um, so I get to go up into the mountains and um, help be an on-site supervisor at times, which I enjoy. And um, I'm also involved with um, Learning by Doing, which is a cooperative group of partners that came together to help manage water resources in Grand County. And I could talk about that more if you'd like. Let's do it. I think that's really interesting. Okay. So um, 
learning by doing came together from this landmark agreement called the Colorado River Cooperative Agreement, or CRCA for short. And that was inked in 2013. And the major signatories to that agreement were Grand County, the River District, and Summit County. But there were around 40 signatories to the agreement. And it was really important because that was a moment in time where after years of um, fighting over water rights and legal challenges um, and choice words shared back and forth, um, we decided that the environment is really what's at stake here. And fighting is not going to get us to healthier watersheds and to a place where all of the water users' needs are met. And so the CRCA established um, this agreement to come together and no longer will we be fighting against each other as the East Slope or the West Slope as Denver Water versus Grant County, but instead we would be partners and we would work um, to try to be adaptive to changes in the watershed in Grant County because we all have an interest in the water. Does that cooperative agreement lead to more legislation or more project-related conversations? That's a great question. It's actually led to more on-the-ground project action and work and rather than kind of legislation. One of the conditions of the CRCA is to form this partnership group called Learning by Doing. Um, that group will be able to do on-the-ground river restoration projects. We'll be able to coordinate on flushing flows and beneficial environmental water releases from Denver Water System, communicate when there's um, you know, high stream temperatures at certain locations, and also monitor. So that's a big part of what the Learning by Doing team does is monitor existing conditions, and then we hope to be able to adapt to changing conditions over time by implementing new projects or changing um, things that we can change, um, such as release of flushing flows to clear sediment um, and to maintain healthy fisheries. Very interesting. Never, I'll bet when you started down this path, you would have never imagined all of the different things you'd be doing with Denver water. <laughs> no, I didn't at all. Um, but I, I think learning by doing is one of the most um, rewarding parts of my job because in the six years I've been working for Denver water, I've really gotten to know our partners on the West slope at grand County and TU and at the river district and middle park. And um, we have accomplished really great things. Um, one example is in 2017, after several years of planning, we completed our first river restoration project called the Fraser Flats River Restoration Project in, near the town of Tabernash on the Fraser River. Interesting. What'd you do? So many people have a hard time um, picturing what restoration of a river means because in our mind, we're able to understand restoration of a terrestrial landscape. You know, maybe you plant more trees or grasses or take out a roadway. 
that might be dividing or segmenting the habitat. But with river restoration, all the work happens beneath the water surface. And so what we did on this nearly one mile stretch was worked with a contractor and a design team to improve the fish habitat by moving the existing native rock around in the channel so that we created, you know, narrow channels for faster water flow during times of low flow in the late summer and fall, and then create deep pools where you can have large trout um, habitat, and then also productive riffles. And so um, we took a stream segment that was um, one of the poorest fisheries in Grand County from Colorado Parks and Wildlife standpoint. And we saw tremendous improvement post-project after the project was finished in the amount of trout recruitment to the area and in just the habitat diversity. Because we took a stream that was over wide and shallow and we created this diversity of, you know, deep pools, shallow pools, riffles and runs. And um, the uh, the aquatic organisms have thrived there. It's it's actually kind of funny to think about that with a straight face because you take a wide river and you made like a trout playground. Right. <laughs> it's kind of like a kayak park. If you think about it for the fish. <laughs> yeah, I get so. it. I get it. I, um, I spoke with Kirk Clanky not long ago and we talked about some projects of this nature and uh, it's really actually quite interesting to me that you could take a river that's widened out naturally or unnaturally and then narrow it up to increase the stream flow. And by doing that, that lowers the temperature and it allows the bugs to grow and the fish mm-hmm. to be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really interesting phenomenon. What other kind of projects have you done? So another project that we worked on in partnership with Learning by Doing was a restoration project on the Williams Fork River that um, occurred on um, the Kemp Breeze State Wildlife Area. And so this was below Williams Fork Dam, which is a Denver water-owned dam, and right at the confluence of the Williams Fork and the Colorado main stem. And so that project... Um, was another restoration project where we were trying to improve the trout fishery by adding more diverse habitat with the in-stream native rock and channeling and riffles. But another component of that project that makes it unique is that we um, worked with CPW's um, biologists to engineer some large woody debris features. So this was calculated placement of old trees and stumps and, you know, pieces of wood that can serve as shelter for aquatic organisms and fish. And so um, it's a pretty interesting uh, kind of engineering when you think about it, that you're engineering this habitat for fish. Yeah, that's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. Just as a side note, I'm curious, how did, how did you, what's your journey? How did you end up in, in Denver water? Um, that's a, it's <laughs> a big open question. Where do I begin? <laughs> well, where'd you grow up? Um, so I actually grew up on the East coast in Georgia 
And I went to school in Pennsylvania. And then I moved out to California and lived in California for a long time. And then I moved to Colorado with my husband. And we've been here since 2014. Very nice. And obviously you like it because you haven't left yet. Yes, I like it a lot. I love the West. Um, I like to call it home after living in many different places throughout my life. Um, I met a friend of a friend who worked at Denver Water and I saw the job posting uh, or I happened to check their website rather saw that they had a job posting for someone for a position that I was qualified for. I thought, wow, this is luck. And I applied and I got the job. So I feel really fortunate. Yeah, that's very cool. I, uh, I'd love to hear people's stories. You know, we all ended up here other than the natives. We all ended up here through some kind of a route. You know, I grew up in the Midwest and went to college in Boulder. And then I left for a long time and I always yearned to come back. And then when I had the opportunity to come back, you know, I'm not leaving. I love it here. And I love Grand County. And as you know, despite the fact that uh, it's a bit of a ways away, it's just such a beautiful place and so serene. And you walk down those river, you know, the riverbank or in the river, and it's just such a gorgeous, gorgeous place. I'm, I'm glad to know that Denver Water's taken a, you know, an active role in keeping it beautiful and, you know, helping the fish and all the other stuff that goes along with it. Yeah. I would say that a lot has changed to talk more about what learning by doing does. Um, I spoke earlier about monitoring. So we have a comprehensive aquatic resource monitoring plan that we put together every year that pools together all of the partners monitoring efforts. And so it's a really nice comprehensive look at the, you know, for example, stream temperature sites that Northern Water is monitoring and the sites that Denver Water is monitoring and um, the sites where CPW is uh, capturing fish data, fish population data. So it's a really great tool and it allows us to have a holistic look at the upper Colorado River watershed. So learning by doing actually came about from two water supply projects. Um, These were projects proposed by Denver Water for the expansion of Gross Reservoir and for Northern Water for the Windy Gap Firming Project. And this was in the early 2000s. And so um, because of those water supply projects, Denver Water and also Northern Water entered into two separate agreements with Grand County to start Learning by Doing. And Learning by Doing is made up of a group of partners on the West Slope and the East Slope that are um, in charge of um, holistically managing the watershed in Grand County. Learning by Doing is made up of two committees, a management committee or the leadership committee and the technical committee. The management committee partners include Colorado Parks and Wildlife, the Colorado River District, Denver Water, Grand County, Middle Park Water Conservancy District, Northern Water, and Trout Unlimited. The technical committee members include the Forest Service and the Bureau of Reclamation, among others. 
Uh, let's talk about the future. What's what's next for Denver Water in Grand County? So moving forward, we have established a really great forum for exchanging ideas and trust where we come together and talk about management of the watershed um, versus having our own siloed conversations in isolation. And so one of the future is um, with the approval of the Gross Reservoir Expansion Project, that's Denver Waters Project on the East Slope in Grant, uh, Boulder County, is Denver Waters committed to um, bypassing water at its diversions at targeted times in cooperation with Learning by Doing so that we can coordinate those releases to maximize the benefit to the environment. So for times when there's high stream temperatures, we can talk among our learning by doing team and decide which tributaries Denver water can bypass environmental water flows. And those flows will then help benefit the fishery um, at those critical times. That's really interesting. Are there any specific projects that are on the horizon in Grand County beyond the, you know, the existing stuff that you're doing today? Sure. We're right now planning for a project um, on, where we want to build an aquatic organism passage culvert. So that's a fancy name for a culvert that instead of having, uh, you know, a cylinder shape, it is more of an arch and it has a natural rock bottom. And so the purpose of these culverts or AOP culverts is it allows fish and amphibian and aquatic insects to more easily um, migrate up and down that culvert versus an engineered structure like a pipe that inhibits the passage of those species. So we're a long culvert. It depends on the site. Um, they can be small. They can be large. Um, they are kind of a new way of designing road crossings on streams to try to minimize the impact of the man-made environment on the stream. And so we're, working with the learning by doing partners to create more opportunities to build those kinds of projects throughout the county. So you'll probably start seeing them on um, the national forest um, over time. Interesting. What do you think, you know, if you look kind of holistically at the people that use the rivers, what can the people that use the rivers do to help make them more healthy or keep them healthy? I think it's important for members of the public to have an awareness of their in individual impact on our watershed and their connection to our waterways. And so we're all users of these rivers in some capacity, whether we're using them for municipal water supply, drinking water source, or an agricultural water source or for trout fishing or rafting, I think it's important for 
everyone to understand that our rivers are so vital to all forms of life and to our economy. And so keeping them healthy is important in the long term. I think that's very profound, actually. This is great. It's such a great education to learn from someone like you about the ins and the outs of water beyond the white trucks that we see driving around or looking at the tunnel or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I, I really appreciate your time and the fact that you've come and shared this information. I think the people of Grand County, they want to know what they don't know. And everybody's curious about the engagement with Denver water. And I think that conversation is probably contentious sometimes, but Mm -hmm. this, this conversation in particular, the the fact that the organization is giving back and helping make the streams more healthy and continue the partnership, the cooperative agreement among the parties just proves that everybody really does recognize it's not just about drinking water. It's about healthy streams. Right. That's very well put. And that also, I would say that when there is contention and conflict like there has been in the past, the environment suffers because we can spend our time in the courtroom or um, over emails or conference calls arguing, but nothing is getting done in the river. And so I think finding ways to come together and not point fingers but rather say, let's monitor the conditions in the watershed together and let's try to manage for an outcome that we can all be proud of is one of the big takeaways from the learning by doing process. So Jessica, how do people get involved? If somebody wants to volunteer or get closer to these projects, what can they do? That's a great question, John. The first place I direct people to check out is our website for learning by doing and it's at www.grandcountylearningbydoing.org and that website houses our monitoring plans, our reports of results, it houses our meetings and has our partner information on it as well. And then a second way people can get involved is to help us on our um, annual willow plantings that we're going to be doing at um, sites where we want to establish a better riparian canopy cover. And this year we're going to be doing a willow planting project at the site of the Fraser Flats River Habitat Project that was Learning by Doing's inaugural project back in 2017. And so we need volunteers to help um, for three days in May, um, May 8th, May 22nd, and May 23rd. And so you can sign up on our partner website. That's um, Colorado Headwaters Chapter of Trout Unlimited. And their website is coheadwaters.org. Fantastic. That's... uh... Sounds like an excellent way for people to get not only familiar with the river, but familiar with the projects and the people that care about the projects. You're right. It's a really rewarding time spent in the sun, hopefully not the snow, although we will be planting no matter the weather. And it's a great um, opportunity to get to know your neighbors near and far and give back to the environment. Well, that's great. We'll uh, be sure that to post those web addresses on our description for the show, as well as the social media posts and try to get the word out. Awesome. Thank you very much.
Jessica, thanks for your time today. Thanks to Denver Water for freeing you up for a little out-of-band interview. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you, John, for having me. Absolutely. This is Grand County Matters.